here with Angela Eliotto. So the first thing I want to ask you, yep. and I'm asking every candidate this, yep. all right? The tech boom under Ed Lee had its advantages, mm -hmm. brought a lot of jobs to the city, economic development, of mid-market, all this. Also negative consequences, mm -hmm. traffic, evictions. On balance, and I'm asking, I pin everybody down on this, on balance, are we better off than we were before Ed Lee's term or are we worse? Are we better than we were as a city than we were seven years ago or are we worse off? We're worse. How, how is that? Explain why. We're worse. We've got uh, absolutely congested streets. Here's the problem. Tech industry came to San Francisco without a plan. Nobody planned for infrastructure. The infrastructure went to hell. It's exciting to have tech. Infrastructure went to hell. Streets, sewer, congestion, people on the streets, uh, and then incomes, Lyft, Uber, and Chariot, tax-free, doing a business. I'm doing a business. I pay a business tax. They need to pay a business tax. Um, their congestion's unreal. They need it at the very minimum to be taxed and a white zone where they turn over. So things are much worse. Homelessness exploded in 2015. Exploded. We really had it under control with the 10-year plan to end chronic homelessness to a degree. We had chronic homelessness housed, okay? That was three to 4,000 people housed with a 94% uh, lack of recidivism. It worked. I'm telling you that plan worked, okay? And to see it blow up again where you're walking over people in the street is really like, what the hell? All that work. It wasn't easy at all. We had 18 buildings in the pipeline with Trent Roar, that guy Matthew, uh, you know, Dar, and uh, the, the federal homeless are. We worked our butts off to get those buildings in there and to get master leases on them, all right? And we housed the chronic hom chronically homeless with the master leases and the SRO eminent domains. Okay, so having said that, 2012 comes along, tech gets invited to town, tax-free. Uh, very exciting. Come on. I love them all. They're great. But, but nobody, but nobody planned for the housing. Mm -hmm. Nobody planned for the housing. So they took the eight remaining buildings we had, and, and there's another thousand city buildings, um, out of the formerly homeless pipeline and put it into affordable housing. So 315 units uh, uh, in the mission went to uh, uh, affordable housing or market value. Um, that was absolutely going right into formerly homeless. So they took that out, and even Harvey Rose says, they took the buildings out, they took the funding away. So 2015, you've got tents. Yep. The reason I'm running for mayor is because I'm stunned at how filthy the city is and how many poor people are living on our streets. Stunned. So do you go back to the plan that you had under Gavin Absolutely. and Chronic Homelessness? Absolutely. And add a rapid plan to, for taking people off the street in a 48-hour period without putting in, them into programs that do not have a transition into permanent supportive housing or hospitalization. And I don't mean conservatorship. I mean hospitalization. So we have fewer than 50 acute psych beds at SF General. Right. We've cut them back and cut them back. They've added a few more, right. but it was down to like 20 at one point. Right. Um, when you say... I, I, I did the L facility, by the way. What? I did the L facility. Yeah. No, I understand. Like, wait, there was there, 300. There are, there are people who seriously need medical care, both right. mental health and, and non-mental health. diagnosed, right. right. Medical care, right? There's, right. So there's no room in SF General. Um, where do you... When you take people off the streets, when you go around and say, okay, you can't sleep in a tent here, we're going to move you. Where do you move them to? 
you move them to buildings that are in the city that you do just like we did in in 2007 with the we did 10 master leases mm -hmm. uh, where you move them into the building make sure that the buildings a, a seismic and b has got a bathroom and a kitchen yeah you're talking about existing sro hotels or other buildings that you convert to housing other buildings you convert to housing for formerly homeless mm -hmm. oh, but now you're talking about just medical we just opened the 54 beds at St. Yeah. Mary's, which, by the way, was in the homeless plan. Yeah. We had four other uh, floors that was in the homeless plan. It was over 100 beds, okay, mm -hmm. taken out of the homeless plan. I don't know what happened with Dignity. That's something that needs to be found out. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what happened with Sutton. Uh, that needs to be found out, Sutter, rather. Uh, the, we had all those beds set aside, and we were putting people in them. When I stopped in 2012 and Gavin went to be a uh, lieutenant governor, I think that was in 2011, uh, we had all those beds in there and they were gone. Do we have to find them again? Yeah. Can we start picking people up off the street right away? Yeah. Because I don't think you have more than 150 people actually living in tents. Hmm. I think there's a lot of people who drive around the city who would say there's a lot more than that. Oh, I do the drive around yeah. in February. I do it with Christy Fairchild from yeah. uh, 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 Coppola's thing. You know, yeah. next homelessness has been my life for thirty I years, and I, I have to admit, I stepped away. <laughs> I stepped away in twenty twelve because I was inundated with federal and, and state civil trials. Uh, you know, from Houston to you name it. Um, and I stepped away. And in the time, and I'm not saying because I stepped away, it exploded. Okay. It exploded because we allowed all this to come to town with no plan. It exploded because Mayor Lee is a wonderful man. I've known him 40 years. I cry almost every day because Ed Lee died, okay? But Ed would never fire anybody. And everybody knew it. So every department head is a fiefdom. You've got DPW, MTA, Park and Rec. Those guys own this city. He, they knew he'd never fire them. And so all hell is broken loose in the bad areas of the city and the good areas of the city. There's nobody, nobody minding the store. It's real clear to me what happened. And the tech guys, wonderful guys, they're giving money to the wrong things. What should they be giving money to? Pavement, infrastructure, housing for the formerly home homeless, housing below affordable. Affordable's a joke. I go to these panels every night, these debates, everybody, oh, yay, you know, Kim, yay, that's so great what you did for affordable housing. Do you know what affordable is? $130,000. How many nurses um, do you know make 130000 How many teachers that's make the top that? end. How many? That's the top end. Top yeah. end? That's but the top how many? End. Yeah, that was something that Ed Lee really pushed for, was for what we called the middle class, 120% of median. Yeah, but I mean, it, 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 it left out who San Francisco is. Mm -hmm. It left out literally the working class of San Francisco. Uh, San, San Jose just did a fabulous 450-unit building for just nurses three blocks away from a hospital mm -hmm. that, is, that is measured with their pay. No matter what their pay, is it 50000 80000 it's measured to their pay. I love that. And that's what they're trying to do with <clears throat> teachers. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm all for it. The, um... And by the way, the homeless, nobody, I talk to homeless people all the time. Nobody's getting SSI or GI. Nobody signed anybody up anymore. Mm -hmm. So there's Crazy. no money to take as rent. If we did get SROs, what we did take 10 15%, mm -hmm. 20%, there's no money to take because well, nobody there's... signed up. Right. Project Homeless Connect. Did all that work. <laughs> and nobody's doing that now. Nobody. Now, I met with a young lady, Project Homeless Connect, that was governmental, has become a nonprofit. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. She's a really nice young lady, and I'm sure she means well, okay? But it's not going to do the job we did. 
It's not going to fix, fix people's souls, give them a massage, give them a telephone, give them fix their wheelchairs, fix their eyesight. It's not going to do that on a monthly basis that was an anchor. It was an anchor for meeting the people who were chronic. And how many of those do you think there are? There's, there's 150 people in tents. How many people would you say are now chronic? Oh, I think two to 3,000 again. Yeah. We were at 4,000 uh, plus when One we did it. One of the reasons that... But they weren't in tents. Yes. One we had to reason, find them. One of the reasons we're having so much trouble obviously, with homelessness, in part because of the tech boom, is that every time you house somebody, we lose an affordable housing unit, we lose a rent-controlled unit, and someone else is on the street. I mean, the number one cause of homelessness in San Francisco oh, yeah. is eviction. Oh, yeah. Um, what do we do about that? We, mean, we made a mistake. I think you would agree that we made a mistake in bringing in, you know, 30,000 high-paid jobs without any housing or infrastructure. Now here we are. We're doing it again, too. Yeah, I know. Now here we are. Yeah. Um, what do we do to stop the eviction and displacement of existing residents? Well, first of all, obviously, the Ellis Act amendments need to be um, addressed immediately. I have a couple of plans. Number one, anyone, first of all, vote against Scott Wiener whenever you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Okay? Absolutely unconscionable what legislation um, 825 and 27 mm -hmm. would do. Unconscionable. It's crazy. I can't believe anybody's considering it. You know, at the beginning of this campaign, we needed density, we needed housing. I looked at it and I tried to think it wasn't really what it was. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I literally, I made myself draw a picture, a mental picture of what it would look like. And I, I have to tell you that uh, I was shocked. Who does he think he is? Hmm? Who does he think he is suggesting? that right. our city would change its entire character, give our rights to the state. Mm -hmm. As mayor of San Francisco, you will never see me give up any right that's ours, okay? So that's number one. Number two, Ellis Act evictions is a civil rights attorney I've run into all the time. I think that we need to have a law that says that if you've lived in an apartment, okay, that for 10 years, if you've lived there 10 years and you're 70 years old, you can never be evicted, you get to die there. And paying your rent. Okay. Um, wouldn't that have to be through Sacramento? Uh-uh. Why? No. I, I think that that's Ellis an Act amendment to the zoning. The Ellis Act trumps all local laws protecting tenants. Well, that's why you have to fix the Ellis. You have to amend that the Ellis That has to be done Act. in Sacramento. That has to be done in Sacramento. But we, if we were to do that, right, just as an example, just like the nurses, okay? Right. If we were to do that um, and start implementing it, well, what the hell? You know, California selling marijuana, and that's against federal law. So, uh, with all due respect, mm -hmm. why couldn't we just go ahead and start mm -hmm. building what we need for our elderly and take care of the people who love San Francisco instead of bur uh, uh, burning them down, tearing, destroying them, building new buildings, and not allowing the people who live there to come back in and lying to them that they'll get to come back in. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Would I be willing to just go right ahead and do it? Of course I would. But I do think the Sacramento would go along with that because the elderly vote in California isn't anywhere near Florida, but it's pretty close. The, um, one of the things that Mark Leno says he would do is he would sue on some of these Ellis Act evictions, basically saying the Ellis Act says you have the right to go out of business as a landlord. Right. It doesn't say you have the right to buy a building, go out of business, buy another one, go out of business, right. buy another one. Do you think there's a lawsuit there? Oh, I think there's a lawsuit, but the minute he said lawsuit, the minute I read his plan, I mean, I'm a trial lawyer. Right, that's what I'm I know asking what you. it takes to get to a trial. Yeah. I know what it takes to get to a jury. Right. Are so we going to lose all those there? people? No, we're going to lose them all. We'll lose them. They won't get back in where they were. Right, but what I'm saying Might is... Might eventually, after two or three years, win. But in the meantime, you're going to lose all those evictions. Mm -hmm. 
you need to do something right now mm -hmm. to stop the evictions uh, that are occurring when it's when and so fraudulent. You, and that means put a cap on what you can sell, buy and sell. Explain that more. Put a cap okay. on it. Put a cap on what you can buy and sell. All right. If you're going to Ellis Act this building out, mm -hmm. you, Mr. Owner, have to have have to own it for a certain amount of years, five mm -hmm. years, ten years. All right. Mm -hmm. Any any easy to find out landlord that kicks everybody out sells it for a bigger price they kick they do the same thing it's easy to ascertain right, right. Okay. we know who they are all right so you have to give them a timeline at which they can't sell which they don't have so you have to say that if you buy a building because it's fraud yes I agree it's fraud why does nobody say hey that's a, that's fraudulent which could potentially be criminally illegal mm-hmm Oh no, I'd go after them. Yeah. 70% of our homeless people are from San Francisco That's apartments. Right. They used to be housed here. That's what I said. Nobody the number one that. cause of homelessness in San Francisco is loss of housing, which means eviction. Nobody believes that. Nobody, everybody tells you, oh no, they came from Florida. But they, they just, the data is very clear. I know. That that's not the case. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, so you're supporting the right to counsel measures? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I was a little upset last night that once again, whoever wrote F, I know it was Sheehy and, and, and Breed, uh, and London, I mean, and um, Wiener at some point, doesn't have a source of income. Like no, they I didn't do. write that. The one that's on the ballot was written by Dean Preston and Tenants Together. That and was Tenants a, Together. Yes, that was They're, a grassroots effort. And what it basically says is the Board of Supervisors has to figure out how to fund it. Okay, because I saw, I went to the press conference that Jeff Sheehy and Linda Breed did. I thought they were they're sponsors doing their own, of the legislation. No, they're doing a competing measure at the board. Neither one has funding. Yes. Neither yeah. one has funding. Yeah. Okay, that's bringing, the, that's bringing the tech world here without a plan. How would you fund it? Um, do you remember how I bifurcated the children's budget to today? Mm -hmm. Kids have after school programs because yeah. it's separated from the general fund? Yeah. I'd separate it from the general fund. The, so you do a set-aside for... I'd so, I would do a set-aside. I don't think set-asides are so bad when we're spending $10 billion. Mm -hmm. $10 billion. Appropriate set-asides that go directly to the citizens. In other words, obviously not luxury set-asides. Obviously not set-asides for department heads to get paid more. Mm -hmm. But set-asides that go directly to making... Did you ever see Lorenzetti's Good Government and Bad Government? It's famous, famous paintings in... Um, no, I haven't seen them. <laughs> you should probably think I'm totally crazy. Yeah. Sienna, the seat of culture, okay? You will look in his good government how happy everybody is. Mm -hmm. The citizens and his bad government, how dismal they are, they're not dancing. We got the devil all over the place. So his I'm famous take good a picture government, of that, but that's okay. His good government and his bad government. Lorenzetti uh, in the town of Siena. The most civilized uh, town at the time. See, everybody's dancing, everybody's eating, people have horses, people have ovens and stoves, and people, not couples, you know, not. So, um, going back for a second, would you, have, would you have supported the Twitter tax break if you were on the board? Oh boy, I would have severely scrutinized. I would have wanted. I understood we were in a, in a drought, okay? But I, if I was going to give the tech industry uh, the tax incentive, I would have given it to every single small business in this city. Mm. Our small businesses are the backbone of the city and they're disappearing. They're, mm. they're devastated. 
So if I would have given it, I would have given it to small businesses, but I'd really have to reconsider um, uh, whether I would have ever given that. Mm -hmm. I understand the drought, but we've lived through droughts. Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily, we didn't need the tech industry to undrought us. Mm -hmm. Because it depends on what you call a beautiful city. Okay, it depends on, you know, would we be fine without tech here? Absolutely, we're San Francisco, we're iconic. Okay, is it nice that they're here? Sure, it's exciting. Okay, I thought they were fine in Silicon Valley, but what the hell? Yeah. But then, okay, so what happened? So part of it is the Twitter tax break. Then you have the phenomenon of Cupertino and Mountain View approving office space for between them probably 50,000 employees and building no housing at all. And then they outsource... And they say, come live in San Francisco. Right. And you know how they get them here? On private buses. Yes. Oh, um, please, don't have to tell me. Cesar Chavez, 6 o'clock in the morning, I sat and waited to watch to see it. So I tell me about they, your position on the, uh, the what we call the Google buses. I think the Google buses, I think that's outrageous. Mm -hmm. First of all, I cannot understand why in the world the employees wouldn't want to live near their job? I get because we've got no a lot of restaurants. I've got, yeah, but there's no place. Those, but there's those, no place to live here. But those communities won't allow housing. Cupertino wants to be a single-family housing. They won't allow it. So they're happy to take the taxes from having twenty thousand Apple employees, right. but they refuse to allow housing to be built there. And so we take the brunt of it. So we take the brunt of it. Well, so what do you do about that? Wouldn't it be fun of? Uh, Believe me, I would figure out something to do with uh, with mm. them. I, I, you know, I haven't heard that they wouldn't allow housing at all. I've never heard that. Well, matter of fact, I'm copying San Jose's housing. But having said that, uh, uh, no, Cupertino and Mountain View have they are zoned almost entirely for single family, and they don't they have historically not allowed multifamily housing there, and um, and they're also not building any. I've never heard that. Yeah. I have never heard that. And to today, I have never heard that. And I asked John Ram. Sounds like Bolinas. I asked John Ram. Except Bolinas isn't building office space for 20,000 people. Right. Right. They're just off in their corner doing their own thing. So they're right. building the office space, but not any housing. But not any housing. And I asked John Ram why no one from the city planning department ever went down to the Cupertino City Council and said, hey, you can't outsource your problem to us. Right. And he said, you know what he said? Uh -uh. That's an interesting idea, Tim. It is. <laughs> I hate to say it. It's a, well, I don't think he would have had standing. Okay, he wouldn't have had standing to do that. He has absolutely no standing to do that. They can build whatever they I want. I know they do, but you can go to public comment and you can... You, you know, can go to public comment, right. but that... No, we have no standing. We can't stop them. That, right. right, but I'd right. like to stop them. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to stop the Google buses. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'd like to understand. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone tells me it's because we've got all of the entertainment mm -hmm. and we've got the great restaurants and we've got housing. Mm -hmm. And so you, you live here and you go to work in Cupertino? Mm -hmm. Come on, are you serious? There's and you plenty go of housing a, if it's and, not in... And you go on, a, on an air-conditioned, um, Wi-Fi-equipped private bus because you're better than the rest of us. Yeah, but you know something? That's private. Yeah. Really, I don't have as much. You, yeah. you may have a much bigger problem with that than I do. Mm -hmm. Okay? What I don't understand is all these young kids that do not have housing mm -hmm. that are panicking. Mm -hmm. Okay? You're talking about the kids that are obviously making over 180000 yeah. Okay? They're making yeah. over 180,000. So what would, would you have allowed the Google buses to use Muni stops? No. Not without paying. Well, they pay. They pay a dollar a stop or something. But that's not enough. No. No, paying for the infrastructure mm -hmm. that they're ruining mm -hmm. um, between Uber, Chariot, and Lyft, paying for the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Here's another problem. Nobody sits down and talks. Everybody hates everybody. Mm -hmm. And you know, did, you sat down and made a dollar for a stop, really? It's about that. Oh, that's ridiculous. How does that help our streets that are being, those things are massive, they're congestion and, and um, they're dangerous, especially mm -hmm. on 
MTA's new Van Ness Avenue. That guy, MTA, the head of MTA. See you later. Um, what um, uh, would you have supported David Chu's Airbnb legislation? No, but let's go back. Tell me quickly, what are the two cities that don't allow? Oh, Cupertino and Mountain View, but a lot of peninsula Cupertino cities. Cupertino and Mountain View. That's just, I'm just mentioning so them because they have. Them. They, no, they, I'm just mentioning them because they have Apple and Facebook headquarters. But I, it's just them. No, it's not. All, most of the peninsula cities. No, I'm asking you, is it just them? No, most of the peninsula cities where, they, where Silicon Valley is, where the tech is, yeah. are zoned for single family and have not allowed denser housing ever. Good for them. They're no dummies. So they export their housing problem here. So how do they deal with the traffic? They um, have all of these private buses bringing the employees in so they don't drive their cars. I've never heard that. So David Chu's Airbnb. Right. Basically, Airbnb sets up shop in San Francisco. Yeah. At first, as you know, every single Airbnb listing is a violation of law because San Francisco does not allow short-term rentals. Right. So every single one of those. But after a couple of years, they're big enough, they go to David Chu. The city never did anything to crack down. Right? Ed Lee let it go. He said they're a local company, don't go after them. It's right. not Ed Lee. What? It's not Ed Lee. The city has been run by Willie Brown for 30 right. years. But what the, the Lee administration... And will continue to right. be if Lyndon Bree gets the, the The Lee administration did not crack down on Airbnb. A couple years later, a few years later, when they're big, they go to David Chu and say, will you retroactively legalize what we're doing? Right. And he said, yes. And the legislation legalized short-term rentals under certain conditions. There were a series of amendments by David Campos that would have required them to pay their back taxes, but that also would have said, you cannot list an unregistered site on your website. Uh, that failed six to five. All right. So would you have supported David Chu's legislation legalizing Airbnb? What do we do about Airbnb? I thought it just passed in January. Well, they passed various amendments to it. Right. Right. So I thought what we're going to do to uh, Airbnb has been done. Well, what we have done is we have said which we haven't done with Uber. Which we haven't done with Uber. But I'm asking you, um, back when this originally came through, would you have voted to legalize Airbnb without the rules that are now in place, without the without them paying their back taxes? You know, Tim, I can't tell you yeah. yes or no. I really yeah. can't. I, I have to tell you something. This housing situation needs experts and you're probably much more of an expert on this than I will ever be because I'm going to hire experts. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to Airbnb, if it's take, what I would not tolerate is taking uh, off the market something some, a San Franciscan could have rented. Right. Okay. I Don't forget, I was the sixth vote on rent control. Mm -hmm. I was the sixth vote. I get asked all the time right now, will I do away with rent control? And all I can think of is, I get to ask that question all the time. Oh, you'll get an endorsement if, if you do, if you'll say you'll do away with rent control. I won't do away with rent control. I don't get your endorsement. Right. Um, you know, it's like, I, I don't understand what people think the city would look like if we didn't have rent control. Mm -hmm. Just imagine that. Yeah. You know, and I appreciate owners' rights, okay? Mm. I'm not a landlady, but I appreciate landlords and landladies, mm. and I appreciate they want to make a buck. I get that, but you can't devastate a city for that, mm. you know? Yeah, and they all seem to be doing just fine. Um. Well, I, this the affordable housing stuff is very interesting to me because I, I, I met with this developer who was losing 600000 dollars per affordable housing unit mm. in that in the um, 
in a, in a building in South the Market. And I recognized that after speaking to this guy for three hours, um, I easily could have gotten more units and that number would have gone down. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's no negotiating. There's no, let's see what we can do for the city involved at all. It's just, here developer, take this and go do it. <laughs> You know, and then you know the famous building in the mission that I voted yes on and got criticized for. Everyone voted no on the D Triple C for a 315 unit building at 19 1979 Mission at 16th and Mission at the um, right. terminal. Yeah. Right. Okay. With more than 50 percent affordable housing on site and off site, more than 50 percent, and nobody has housing, and everybody's complaining about housing. Well, then they vote yes on Scott Weiner. Yeah. The. Um the problem with that building on 16th Mission, from the percent perspective of people who oppose it, is if you put 150, 200 market rate units there, along with affordable units, but if you put 150, 200 rich people on the right. corner of 16th Mission, affordable? No, no, I'm just saying more than half of market that building, value. more than half of that market value means luxury today. In San right. It means rich people. So if you drop 150, 200 rich people on that corner, right. um, it's going to drive up rents everywhere around there. It's going to mean that the person who's got a cheap apartment on Cap Street doesn't have a cheap apartment anymore mm -hmm. because that land becomes more valuable because then you start seeing the... If the, they're in non-marine control apartments. Yeah, but even if they are, the, the building gets Ellis acted and sold as condos. Um, I mean, this is what happens. As, and the, all of the small businesses on the street get forced out for fancier cafes that charge, you know, $24 for a piece of toast. Yeah, 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 I know. That's what happens when you gentrify an area like that. I think that's what people are concerned about with that building. Well, it's really interesting because forty-seven percent uh, uh, crime in that whole area. It's dangerous as hell. I mean, I've walked around it so often in the last two months, and and sixteenth um, mission, the park station. Oh, it's very dangerous. And the tent city that has grown literally three blocks long, where people are cooking and playing the. It's like, what's going on? There are people who are homeless there. Yeah. There's also a lot of people hanging out in the Bart Plaza there who are not homeless, who live in SRO hotels. I'm with you. I'm with you. No, everybody thinks everybody's homeless. They're not homeless. A lot of the people you see in the street have a unit. Yeah, absolutely. They're bringing SRO hotels. So absolutely. That's their, yeah. So, um, you feel like 16th and Mission is incredibly dangerous? I, I well, I don't feel that way. The police reports say that. Mm -hmm. The amount of crime within the two block area is 47 percent. 47 percent of what? 47 percent of the Mission District is in okay. that area. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Mission District goes down to Chavez, yeah. Portrero, and, if they, and up. if they put that building there, there'll be more and more wealthy people calling in on the homeless people and calling more and more cops to try to clean up the plaza, which is what Jack Davis yeah. started this whole thing with, was his campaign to clean up the plaza, because he got mugged at 16th and Mission and he wants to get rid of all of the homeless people and everyone else who could possibly be a danger and clean it up and make it all shiny and nice. I don't know about all shiny and nice, but don't leave it the way it is. Yeah. Let me shift gears for a second. Um, I see you've got your your star on. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, let me ask. I got, I got eight endorsements yesterday. I know. Sole endorsements. Yep. Including the POA. Sole endorsement. The now, POA was two weeks ago. The POA. And you, you made fun of it and that's okay. I, <laughs> the way I made fun of it, I cannot understand why anyone in San Francisco would want the endorsement of the POA. Well, they didn't. And that's why Lyndon Breed lied last night at, at the DCCC. Do you, do you want that endorsement? Leno said no. Kim said no. Uh, and London Bree got up and left the room. Yeah. Okay? And let me explain something to you. Okay? Because you've been here. Do you know how weird it is for me to have to deal with people that haven't been here very long? I understand. No, you don't. I mean, yeah, you do. Yeah. In your job, you do. Yes. But for, for, to me, it's like almost heartbreaking. Okay? When my dad was mayor, and I know people laugh about this and they can laugh all they want. 
Okay, we had Zebra, Zodiac, yeah. the candy bombers that blew yeah. up the front of our house twice, uh, the San Quentin 7, Sin Q, the communication yeah. Sin Q, Patty Hearst, and um, I'm missing one, the Zodiac. There are seven yeah. of them. Okay, we were tear. oh, the bombings, the yeah. Iranian consulate yeah. bombed off of it all. Everybody's house left its foundation, yeah. okay? I mean, there was no joke, right? Counselors were, the, the English consulate was being bombed by the yeah. Irish, all yeah. right? So, I have always had cops living in my living room to protect me and my yeah. little kids. Yeah. My kids were like under five years yeah. old, all four of them. All right, I relate police officers to safety. I get that some minorities might be scared to death of police officers. I used to get scared to death of them when they were in the window, you know, my rear view window, window, because I was speeding. I get that. Okay, and I'm a civil rights lawyer. I understand how some cops use power incorrectly and they have to be addressed just like I have done in my civil rights litigation mm -hmm. I address it and they get fired okay it's real clear the uh, did you see what came out of the public defender's office today no press release no a uh, uh, Muslim cop in San Francisco has filed a EEO complaint a consistent overall pattern over his entire time on the force he's a, still a young officer of being insulted because of his religion mm -hmm. um being called all kinds of really yeah, horrible yeah, yeah. racist things cases i do right it's angela you would look at this case and you'd say this is a huge but this guy is filing this against the sfpd yeah and and guess what the poa says what this kind of thing doesn't happen they'll defend the officers involved the poa i have been told by many many folks who've been involved in police, and John Crew says this publicly from the former ACLU lawyer, the POA is the single biggest ob obstacle to reform in the SFPD. They're the single biggest obstacle to the reforms that we need. They defend racist officers. Well, they defend- Let me tell you something, yeah. every corporation I've ever sued yeah. uh, for racism and serious racism, yeah. okay? I'm sure that this, this one today mm -hmm. from the PD's office can't compare to my cases, mm -hmm. okay? I'm sure it can't. Yeah. I won the first Muslim case here yeah. against Lucas. Um, uh, 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 I, I'm telling you, I've never had a corporation ever say, yeah, we did it. No, but so I'm you're saying about, just the POA I'm not talking about that. the SFPD. I'm not gonna, talking about Chief Scott. I'm saying it's the POA. Was Chief Scott said, yeah, we did it? I, I haven't seen his so. comments yet. Oh, there's yeah. no way. There's yeah. no way. He'd be out but, of his ever-loving mind to say, yeah, we did it. Yeah. That's but, a $10 million verdict versus a $500,000 settlement. Yeah, I understand. Okay, so but he's not going to say that. Of course he's not going to say that. And the city attorney's office is going to say we're still considering this if there's a lawsuit, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the POA's contract is coming up. Yeah. One of the things that some of the members, in fact, I think a majority on the Board of Supervisors, would like to see in that contract is an agreement that they will not use meet and confer to block reforms. Would you support that? Not use meet and confer. We have to always meet and no, confer. No, they can waive the right to meet and confer on the 200, 200 we plus. We lawyers are mandated to meet and confer. Yeah, why would we say because that the I'll tell POA you why. Because the POA could. in its contract can say, we will not do anything to block the U.S., the Obama-era Department of Justice reforms. Right. The 200, right. right. Everyone agrees those are a good thing. Yeah. Right. Many of these are not labor issues. Use of force is not a labor issue. Use okay. of force policy is a management policy. Right. But when you're allowed to take your gun and shoot somebody, right. that's not a meet and confer right. policy. <laughs> no, it, it is not. But they think it's it is. Life or death. But they think it is. Who does? The POA. They, they want to meet and confer, confer? On everything. 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 Tasers. They want to meet and confer. 
Right? These are not meet and confer issues. These are these are well, management. I think you yeah. just delineated it. If it's a policy, I mean, if it's a life so, and death issue, it's not a meet and confer. If it's a policy that everybody should consider meet and confer, why wouldn't you want to meet and confer with them? Because they find that because the POA has been using this as a tactic to delay reforms. Well, nobody's delaying reforms with me as mayor. Okay. Let me talk for a second about. Um, Tasers. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget, I'm a civil rights lawyer. I know. And they just endorsed me. I, that's why I'm astonished. <laughs> you want their endorsement, given their history. I'm astonished you want their endorsement. I grew up, I was, well, don't I forget, know. I respect police officers. I know. And you made fun of me saying when my daughter is choking, I call 911. That's the police. The fire might come, but you dial 911. Yes. Okay. Please come first. Please deliver babies. They stop choking little mm -hmm. girls. Mm -hmm. Ask me, I know. So you made fun of me saying Angela Aliotto doesn't even know the difference between police right. and fire. Generally speaking, Sheep when, shot. if you have a medical emergency, <laughs> generally shot. if you have a medical emergency, the police officers are not trained as paramedics. Oh, but they do come and they, yeah. they do come and they do get you out of a situation that's life and death before yes. the fire get there. Yeah, they they are you know police officers generally are not cross trained. Oh, the firefighters are it's trained as paramedics. I know yeah. that. And when you call nine one one and say my daughter's choking, they will generally send the fire department no, no, no. because they're police the paramedics. Please come first. Please right. comes first. Let me. But I thought I took the hit. That's all right. At least me, you mentioned me. At least I mentioned. We you. were celebrating. You said my name. Good. Um, Especially since I helped sponsor you. I can't believe that. I thought, did I give that turkey ten thousand, no, two thousand, twenty thousand? No, what you did didn't I give me you? anything like that. Oh yeah, I did. You gave me two thousand dollars. You didn't give oh, me ten thousand or okay. twenty thousand. I wasn't sure what it was. When we started, when I we started Forty Hills, I appreciate that you were one of our early donors. <laughs> you could pick the phone up and call me. I appreciate that. And it's that. not because I'm a donor. I, no, it's not. I, and you know, I give you to you and would continue giving to you or to anybody that gets out there on um, topics that are my gig, like yeah. public power. I just yes. would. And all your liberal stuff, you know, I'm there with you in heart, not in, not necessarily in its application. You know, being a trial lawyer for 20 years has really made me realize uh, that in its application is different than on the paper, mm -hmm. than, than a policy written down. Let me shift gears for a second on the cops and talk about tasers. Um, I know you're probably running out of time. This is Kevin Fagan. Oh. Yeah, if you give me five minutes, I'll be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, great. Photos and stuff. Oh, yeah, you can probably enjoy my, my arguments with Tim. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They'll all be on the web. Right That's the right. I, I had to remind him. Okay. Tasers. All right. Tasers. Okay, my son. My son, for example, tasers. And by the way, the other thing that's it, that that I really have my doubts about that I haven't said publicly. Injection sites. Yeah. Injection sites. We're gonna. My son's gonna have a place to go. My son, euphemistically, is gonna have a place to go shoot up, and someone's gonna stand there and save him instead of stopping him from shooting up in the first place. I don't know, you guys. <laughs> Maybe I've become more law enforcement in my old age. People are shooting up on the streets and throwing their dirty needles in the streets. And you have to pick public, them up. It's a public health issue. You must pick them up. Right. But what if they have Not a the place... Not the needles, the person. Right. But what happens... What if you give people a place to go where they can have a health worker there, somebody who can tell them about addiction treatment possibilities, and their needles don't get thrown on the street? A hope and a prayer. Because those same people are going to go out that same night and throw the needles on the street after they do their second, third, and fourth, and fifth hit. So we're going to give the city liability for people that are shooting themselves up in the illegal, totally illegal act. It's not like it's marijuana, okay? Shooting themselves up with the potential of serious uh, injury or death 
Okay, and, and we're gonna stand there like these people on television that were advertising the antidote too. Yeah. Oh, come on. Nothing. Seriously? Why wouldn't you want people to have the antidote available to save someone's life? Because we're not firemen, we're not paramedics. People don't stand there. You know the Good Samaritan rule, right? You put someone in a worse condition. The point is, get them help. They need help. Whatever that means, get them help. Let me go and and by the way, go after the drug dealers. Tasers. Tasers. Okay. A police officer's got a gun in his hand, and my son's at the other end of that gun. Do I want the police officer to have an alternative as a taser? Yes, I do. All right, and I'll tell you, you're a civil rights lawyer. You yeah. know this very well. A taser is not an alternative to lethal force. The only time a police officer, the only time by law a police officer is allowed to pull his gun and point it, yeah, at a kid or anyone else, they point that gun when they believe that their life or someone else's life is in imminent danger. Right. That's the only time you can pull that gun. Right. You can't use a taser in that situation because a taser is not an alternative to lethal force. If someone's pointing at you a gun at you, you can't tase them, you have to shoot them. Let me ask you something. No. Can you tase somebody that's running away uh, whereas you couldn't shoot them? You can't shoot someone who's running away. Right. Right. And you, so you're saying you can only use a taser when you could use a gun? No, I'm saying that the cops are portraying the tasers as an alternative to lethal force. They're not. They're another thing entirely. Oh, no, I get that. They're not an alternative to lethal force. They're still going to shoot people. The taser is there when the officer doesn't want to be bothered de-escalating, calling in for support, using other alternatives, because it's really easy to tase somebody. And that makes them cooperative. And you're going to see lots and lots of people get zapped Do you know tasers. that we're one of the few police departments in the nation without tasers? And our own San Francisco Sheriff's Department has them, but nobody cares? Yeah. So is this a political well, fight? Well, it's, it's, because, a... it's because the Sheriff's Department doesn't actually tase people all that often. Um, and they're not out on the streets dealing with, I mean... They're, they're, still, they're dealing with felons. And they, yeah, and the, the Sheriff's Department does not have a history, as SFPD does, of shooting young men of color. And the SFPD has shot, what, we, you know, in the last three years. Why would you guys want someone like me in there with the POA? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you, Angela. No, you should want me there. You should want me there. Someone shoots a, a young uh, African-American kid, a young Latino, a young, mm -hmm. a young white kid without, uh, without that person having a gun in their hand. They're gone. They're gone. And the POA knows I feel that way. They interviewed me for three days. Mm -hmm. So the cops who shot Mario Woods... Not three days, let me put it this way. Three days, different hours in the day. The cops who shot Mario Woods, they should all be fired? No, but did you watch that tape? Yeah. Did you watch that tape? Yeah. Obviously, they, they should have been disciplined. Yeah. Um, but uh, that tape looked like a, a group of panicked people. Yes. Uh, ten, you know, 25-year-olds. Yeah. They panicked. That's yeah. right. And That's unfortunately... Horrible. If, if I'm 25 and I panic, nothing really that bad happens because I don't have a gun and a badge. If, you're, if you have a gun no, and a badge... No, but if Mario had turned around and not had anything in his hand... It doesn't matter. He should, there's no reason... Do you know how many officers get shot every time they get out of their car? How many police officers have been shot in San Francisco in the last 10 years? A, a lot, I can't give you that number, but there was one shot the other day. <laughs> I've been to at least six funerals in the last two years, three years. Of San Francisco police. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the young Latino yeah. kid started yeah. the first one? No, one knows. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, every time they get out of their car, there's a possibility of That's dying. Correct. That's correct. You couldn't pay me. You know, Jane Kim complains that they, that they, each officer costs $171. Meanwhile, we have a $10 billion budget. Mm -hmm. What are they doing with $10 billion? In other words, 171 for people that are supposed to protect you and your children. You know, I'm, again, going to quote John Crew, who said, I think the cops in San Francisco should be the best paid cops in the country. Because? Absolutely. Because it's a difficult job and we can afford it and we're a wealthy city and for that we should get professionals. 
Get what? Professionals. For the money we pay, we should get professionals. And too often we get amateur hour. We, we, that's Mario Woods. Yeah. You had a lot of kids. Look at right. those officers. I know. For the money we pay, we should get professionals. And we're getting amateur hour. That's what's happening with our police department. I'm not against paying the cops. Pay the cops what they're worth. They're worth a lot of money. I'm, you know, I'm a tax and spend liberal. You know, tax, tax Mark Zuckerberg and pay the cops and the firefighters and everyone else at local 21, 1021 and every, pay the city workers well. Yeah. The teachers. I'm all in favor of that. Yeah. Right? But in exchange, you should ask for professionals. I agree. And I, you know, I will work. I will work my hardest with the POA to make sure we have professionals. All right, Kevin's here. Yeah. I appreciate you taking all, all the time. I had a lot of fun.